everyone. It's Andre from Mental Health, and I'm here with Pesach from Jerusalem. That's right. Uh, do you want to introduce yourself to, to our listeners? Sure. I'm Pesach Lichtenberg. I'm a psychiatrist. worked for many years in the closed ward, and for the last three years I've been working in Soteria Homes. Uh, I set up the NGO uh, Soteria Israel, and uh, we will soon have three homes operating. So Soteria, not everyone's going to have heard of that. Yes. What is that? Soteria is an attempt to replace the hospital bed and the hospital model with something which is more humane, highly professional, but it feels like a home. That is to say that people who come in uh, do not feel they're being institutionalized because they are not. They're going into a home. When you come in there, you don't know who's getting help, who's giving help, because it's like a home, maybe a home with a lot of children and, uh, and a somewhat unruly place occasionally, but, but it's a home, it's not an institution. And uh, that reflects the basic insight that uh, even extreme uh, emotional cognitive states, psychosis, um, suicidal depression, these are human experiences which require humane responses and humane support. So here in the UK, we have a number of therapeutic communities. It sounds like a similar kind of model to that. It has a lot of elements similar to the therapeutic community in terms of the community itself being therapeutic, in terms of a uh, radical reduction in hierarchy, uh, and in terms of empowerment of the people who are getting help there. So what sort of people live and work there? So the people who live there are people who otherwise would have to be hospitalized uh, psychiatrically. Instead of that, they come into us for a completely different sort of experience where they are empowered, where they are able to uh, think about what is troubling them in an environment where they are surrounded by a lot of support uh, and and goodwill. And uh, the ability to come to a new equilibrium in their lives, uh, we do it in a completely non-judgmental way. There isn't any attempt here to suppress symptoms. We try to be with the people who are uh, in distress and and empathically and non-judgmentally. And do people come when they're in the throes of an acute episode, or do they come um, as they leave psychiatric hospital? Or, yeah. Ideally, people come to us uh, before, instead of going into the psychiatric ward. Uh, we don't mean to be a step-down unit, though that does happen sometimes, but the intention, and what usually happens, is that people come in instead of going into the hospital. And, uh, and, and, of course, they have a very different experience when, when they stay with us. And the people who work with us, the, the core of the staff, are the companions. They, these are non-professionals. Many of them are students. Many of them are people with lived experience who understand what we're doing. And they're chosen not because of academic degrees. They're chosen because of who they are, because of their ability to contain, to, to deal empathically with very intense emotional states, uh, to be creative, very dedicated staff. I think it's the most wonderful thing that we've done is just have get, get together a bunch of such good people doing such important work. And as a psychiatrist who's worked in the, in the traditional mental health system and now for three years in this system, what, how, what's the difference for you? <laughs> the difference for me is uh, that I find this much more gratifying. Uh, I know the people I treat much, much better. There aren't all of the, uh, all, all of the artificial barriers of, of hierarchy. We're all on a first-name basis uh, uh, and, and share, sharing our lives in many ways. 
it's uh, much more difficult work. Uh, the psychiatric ward is arranged so that there's no risks and that any problem can be efficiently resolved so that the good patient is the quiet patient. Uh, and, and we don't work that way in Soteria. The, the, the work is much harder. That's why we have more staff, uh, even though, I hasten to add, we do not cost more than the hospital because we have less professional staff. Uh, and uh, th- that staff of companions are the ones who make Soteria what it is. And do you use the same kinds of interventions in Soteria as you do in the conventional system? Well, we have access to all of that, and that there, that there is psychotherapy, and, uh, and if there's agreement, uh, then there's also medication, and, and sometimes there is not medication. It's very personalized and, of course, never coerced. Um, we, 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 what we don't have is a seclusion room, and uh, that is not something which we're, we're able or willing to provide. Uh, but certainly the full range of therapies in the hospital we, we, we can also offer. But that's not the main thing that we do. The main thing is the therapeutic community. The main thing is the unstructured, uh, spontaneous uh, incidents of, of, of help which we can give. It's... Uh, it's when somebody can't sleep at night. And, uh, and before we offer, or instead of offering any kind of sleeping pill, we just talk with the person. One of the, one of the companions will then have a uh, discussion with the person, what's, what's going on, what's difficult, uh, what's the problem. That might be the best time to talk, so that's when the, the, the important conversation will happen. Or maybe learn how to do some deep breathing or relaxation techniques. Uh, whatever it takes in a humane, uh, consensual way. And what do you do when people in the home become so unwell that they want to harm themselves or to harm other people? We uh, try to figure out what is the best way to be able to help them, again, in a non-coercive way, to establish the empathic bridge which can help. Uh, And sometimes uh, we're able uh, to do it very well, and sometimes we can't. Uh, Some people become uh, so agitated and so disconnected and and even aggressive and violent uh, where we are not able to handle them. And uh, in those situations, we do have to refer to the hospital. It happens less than 10% of the times, which is uh, what happens in most soterias that have taken note of this. Um, it's happening less and less as we get better, but I suspect it'll always happen because of the people we deal with. We challenge ourselves. We take people in very extreme states, uh, and uh, sometimes it can uh, the whole situation can unravel. That's one of the risks of what we do. So do you personally feel that there is always a place for compulsory treatment in mental health? Well, first of all, I want to replace psychiatric hospital beds, I don't think that I will be able to replace all of them. Uh, I think in terms of replacing half of the acute beds, uh, based on my long experience in the hospital, that we can replace that, the, that number of beds. There will be beds which will remain, I anticipate, uh, in order to treat people who uh, are uh, completely uh, disconnected and unable to even make any kind of decision. And uh, and uh, I, I, I do think there is a need uh, applied much more on a much more limited basis than currently done. But I do, unfortunately, I do think that there will remain a need for uh, for course hospitalization. 
but that also can be done in, in, in a humane way. And one of the things which we're working to do is that the committees which send people uh, or keep people in coerced hospitalizations are becoming aware of the solitary alternative, uh, something which can be done inside of the hospital. Very often we've seen that people who uh, will go into the hospital only against their will will willingly join us. So in, in all of these ways, I think that uh, we can certainly reduce the prevalence of forced hospitalizations. I don't see how it can be completely abolished unless uh, these people will be sent to the prison system, which is not something, something that anybody wants. So before speaking to you, I, I went to PubMed and I did a search for Soteria, as you do. Um, and I found a few things. I didn't find any, um, any randomized controlled trials, no surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking to people who work in therapeutic communities here in, in England and Wales, um, you know, th- th- there are no randomized controlled trials or very, very few you know, kind of high quality intervention studies about these sorts of communities. But it's very difficult or possibly impossible to do that kind of research. How do you think we can generate evidence about these kinds of communities, these kinds of houses, that measures the safety and the effectiveness of them? That's an important question. The three years we've been operating and, and, and just establishing these facts on the ground, they haven't been able to do the necessary research, but it's important that it be done. Uh, it's difficult, but, but it can be done. Uh, it would require randomizing people to the standard hospital or to us. Um, the question then is, what we would, would we be measuring? Now, there have been case control studies done in the early Soteria, in the 1970s. It operated Lauren Mosher in California. Uh, Luke Ciampi in Switzerland has a Soteria operating 35 years already, and uh, they've done some research also uh, comparing it with being hospitalized. So there is some research. Not enough. Uh, more needs to be done. And, and then, so what will we be measuring? Well, the first thing which would interest the policymakers would be to see the economics of it. Uh, we are not more expensive than the hospitals, a little bit less on the daily basis. We don't keep people for longer than they stay in the hospital. And I anticipate that we will find that the revolving door phenomenon that is repeated hospitalizations, we are able to reduce. So that's the first thing which we would want to examine to show that we uh, we lead to a savings of costs. Beyond that, uh, what I think is important is to see that uh, what is called sometimes psychosocial rehabilitation or, in, in plainer words, the ability of a person to return to his life trajectory these are matters of quality of life, satisfaction with life. This is something which should be examined, and this would require uh, following up uh, not just upon the person's discharge, but also uh, a couple of years down the line, two years later, five years later. That would be very interesting to see uh, the results, especially when if we can do that for first episode, people who have not yet been socialized into the mental patient role in the hospital and to see what kind of 
change happens to them if, if their initial encounters with the soteria and not with the hospital. That's a research we'd uh, love to get done and may have something cooking in that direction in Israel right now. Uh, so th- there's a lot to be done. And then there are the other things which, uh, which uh, will be easy to examine, such as uh, the, the quality of the experience of the stay, where I'm certain that uh, people will be uh, pleased uh, with uh, when they stay here. And that's not what has generally been the uh, reaction uh, when people have uh, been through the hospital. Uh, Soteria has never claimed to be more effective than hospitals in reducing symptoms. But, as we've heard at the conference here, symptoms is not what's important. What's important is the person's sense of satisfaction, gratification, uh, being a part of society, uh, contributing, being empowered. Uh, uh, That is the difference between clinical recovery as opposed to what's really important, which is a personal recovery. And that's where I believe that uh, we'll be able to show a benefit from Soteria. But uh, it's never easy to prove the effectiveness of any intervention, certainly not of any psychosocial intervention. Uh, I I do very much hope that in the coming years this research will get done. I guess if it's an effective intervention, and it sounds from what you're saying that it is, it feels weird calling it an intervention because obviously so much more than that. But in research, it's an intervention. Yeah, yeah. Person plus soteria equals some sort of situation yeah. outcome. Yeah, yes. yeah. So it helps people, but presumably, if it's an effective intervention, it must also, for some people, be harmful. Do you think anything which can help can harm? Uh, where I've sometimes seen problems is because we are. A place which allows people to express themselves, and sometimes people have not been able to because it was difficult to do that at home, because perhaps they'd been in a hospital where things might be quickly suppressed symptomatically, or they may be given a lot of medication, and then they come to us and are able to suppress, so, so, and they're able to ex- express what's been happening, and then we see situations where there can be a very serious regression in the first uh, couple of weeks. Uh, where suddenly uh, memories of trauma are returning and uh, the person uh, is sort of falling apart. That in itself doesn't concern us because we're there, we're helping, we're supporting, and and we we try to help the person get back together uh, in a better state. But it doesn't always work out that well, uh, as as it sounds so neat and easy when I say it, but uh, there can be a lot of suffering involved and... uh, and, uh, and it's happened that we've uh, some of that situation needed to be hospitalized. Uh, so, so that is a situation where uh, there is a potential for uh, side effects from soteria, um, and, and this is part of what we learn how to do. That if someone is regressing, how to keep it under control so that it doesn't get out of hand. Yeah, it's it's challenging work. <laughs> It's really interesting hearing to hearing you talk about it and hearing colleagues in the UK talking about that work in therapeutic communities. I can see why you're so passionate about it. Um, so yeah, thanks very much for sharing with us. Thank you. Thank you.